1: Well, welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week. Uh, I know we have that hurricane that hit yesterday and it's making its way up the East Coast. Hope everyone is safe. But as we say here at Sustainable Success, we always persevere. No matter what obstacles or challenges come our way, we do it the sustainable way. So for those that are new to Sustainable Success, we welcome you. And uh, in addition to finding us on the Voice America Influencers channel, you can also find us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. That's Sustainable Success 2017. We encourage you to come over, not only like the page, but to follow us there, because there we have a, all of our past guests where you can find on-demand versions of each of the shows that you can listen to to get a wealth of information to take your business, your personal well-being, and relationships to a whole new level. So today's show is being brought to you by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization. And this organization is dedicated to providing sustainable solutions to improve the father-son bonding process, but it also works with parents and to provide a, a parent solutions to help address any issues with communication, limited beliefs, and other things to improve one's family. And this is an organization that is creating a movement to do bigger and better things, and that happens to lead us to where we're going next. Today, we're uh, going to be talking about creating a movement uh, and not followers, and we actually have somebody from EFA uh, that's going to be talking with us today, and I happen to have the uh, come from gratitude that know that I work with this individual, and he's a wonderful guy. His name is Davey Williams. And before I introduce him, I'm going to give a little background about who he is. Davey is a speaker and a coach focused on life and business strategies. Who has spent over fifteen years in leadership positions, fulfilling his passion for people through business, and now fulfills his purpose through his life and business strategies. His strategic problem solving has a reputation of simplicity and accountability. Utilizing his own life experience as example to clients, he has a relatable, well communicated charm. He created and co-founded Seashorepreneur with his partner. Who? Chris Salem, all right, which is a neat collaborative coaching platform. He is also the proud director of a community relations for the EFA movement, Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to solution-based awareness to issues uh, fathers and sons and all parents and children face in today's society. Without further ado, we'd like to introduce Davey Williams to the show. How hey, are Davey. you, sir? It is a pleasure to be here.
2: I I was curious how that was going to go when you were reading my bio. I think you know that guy, Chris Salem. I think oh, you know him pretty yeah. well. He's a pretty cool guy.
1: <laughs> well, it's going to be—it's definitely going to be a special show because obviously you're just not a guest, right? You're somebody that I know. Uh, we're working together on uh, this movement, and and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, so Davy, I wanted to—you know—you've been to date the voice of. Empowered Fathers in Action, what, what we call EFA movement. So what I'd like you to d- talk about today is when we talk about a movement, what does that mean to people? You know, a lot of times people might think, well, is this something that, you know, they want me to, they want to persuade me to do something. They want, you know, they want to, want us to follow, the, you know, be followers and talk about the whole concept because uh, sometimes people have that misperception what a what a movement is. If you could expand on that.
2: Absolutely, Chris. And uh, first and foremost, again, thank you so much for having me on the show. You know I'm a huge fan outside of our our pre-existing relationship. So, yeah, a movement. um, I'm going to make this as simple as possible for everybody. So there's two words that I want everybody to think about right now, and that is empowerment and enabling. And when we talk about a following versus followers, if everyone can just kind of visualize right now Standing at the shoreline, put the hurricane aside for a second. It's okay to stand on the shoreline for a moment. I promise you we're safe. But visually stand on that shoreline. Now, a following and a movement, to me, is a collective group of people with a combined passion and purpose, all working in unison at the same level toward the same end result. I like to call it sailing your own ship but riding the side the solutions together. Where people get a little confused is understanding the difference between that and being a follower. Now, I mentioned empowering versus enabling. A movement is something that is empowered through everybody's actions. It is a process that is action-driven. And when we think about the word movement, I mean, I'm standing here right now and I'm moving. You can't help but move when we talk about followers, again, visualizing that shoreline followers are enabled to stand behind those at the shoreline. So a follower can never truly see the ocean of opportunity that is in front of them. They're not empowered to stand next to people. They're enabled to follow behind and, that's partially due to the person that's a follower, it's also partially due to the person that's enabling them. and so one of the things that i was really proud to be able to bring to EFA, um and the reason that i'm i'm truly proud of being the voice and the face for EFA as much as i've had the opportunity to be is we are a movement. because with with our coaching and speaking, you mentioned that we work together, you know, with our coaching and speaking we are not geared to enable people to be followers, right? We don't want people looking at us and putting us on a pedestal or putting us, putting us above them. Nobody is ever below us. And I think that's a really powerful facet because part of the reason that society has gotten to where it is is because people have allowed themselves to be followers. And we have to stop that. How do we stop that? By empowering people to stop dead in their tracks. For those of your audience that aren't familiar with me, um, I have a very get in your face, but stop you, not punch you in the face, but get in your face to get you to stop and listen. We can't enable followers. That's why we haven't gotten anywhere with a lot of the issues and epidemics that EFA is chasing and going at right now, because people are afraid of accountability and they're afraid to make a change. And it's something that we have to, we have to embrace. Accountability is a wonderful thing. Accountability is really, Chris, what draws that line between a movement and a following versus those followers. So we have to get people to stop following a lead and stop looking to someone else to solve the issue and start self creating, self empowering and self sustaining. Those results. That's what a movement is. That's why when we, when we talked about EFA and you and, and our fellow co-founder there, Joe Cohen, when we talked about EFA as a foundation, we have a firm foundation. But a foundation, when people think about that, it stays in one spot. Because there are so many epidemics around the father-son bond building process, parenting, the lack of role models in society right now. We, we've got to come to a point where we lock arms, and say it's okay to be accountable parents. It's not just the parents' fault. It's not just teachers. It's not children. It's Everybody has to step up, and that is what we do at EFA, and that is what we do with our coaching and speaking. We're not built to enable people to follow our lead. I don't want to be – I use Chris as an example in everything I do. I don't want to be Chris Salem, and Chris Salem doesn't want to be Davy Williams. Not many people would, trust me but I want to be aligned with Chris and I want to be aligned with the people that we are. And when you start to align yourself with the right people, then you understand that you're sailing your own ship. And that's a powerful, powerful thing. You're accountable for sailing your own ship, but you're empowered to be sailing it with other people. And that, to me, is the real defining difference between a following and followers. One yeah. is empowered to go in unison; the other is enabled to stay by themselves and and stay looking up and outward.
1: It, it, you know, it's almost like like if you think of, I'm using this as an analogy, it's like you have a franchise, right? You have a you have the ability now to run a business, but you're not in business. By yourself. You have you have the background of the franchise, the franchise itself that can kind of be there to support. So there's this interdependent relationship. So you're in business, you are the leader of that particular franchise, but you have that support. So it's very similar to what you know a movement is, where it's creating those interdependent relationships that you you are a leader, but you're aligned and you're nev- you're not alone. It's not that you know it, 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 you you see the common good in something. So talk a little bit about that, Davey. Talk a little bit about the approach that if someone is been used to following someone, like when I say follow, yeah, like not as a like a following, but fought like a follower. A follower. Mm-hmm. Talk about a little bit about what that transition would look like.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So. A word that, that we talk about often, um, both with EFA and, and with the coaching and speaking that we do, is awareness. Um, the first thing that somebody has to do when they're drawing the line between whether they're part of a following or if they've been able to be a follower is awareness, not for where you were or how you got there, but awareness for where you are, as you say, Chris, in this moment. I call it embracing that wave that we have to catch. Can't catch more than one wave at a time. And people, followers have a tendency to be all over the map, right? Because they're chasing other people. They're chasing what others are doing. So they're all over the map. So with with the transition, it's a matter of stop. Just stop for a moment. Look at where you are. Assess where it is you are right now. Because what that gives you the ability to do is standing at that shoreline, again, using the beach as a visualization, now you are aware of where you're standing. Then you can accept it. Whether you like it or not is irrelevant. It's a matter of accepting it because that acceptance and that awareness combined brings a firm level of clarity. And clarity, to me is being able to look up and see the entire oceanscape, realizing that you can only commit to catching one wave at a time. And the power in that is putting people back in control. Empowering people to be clearly committed to what they can control. What that does is it eliminates the focus on things from the outside. Negativity, being a follower, listening to this person tell you what to do do this, you have a firm level and understanding of this is what I can control. And that is what makes a difference. Your compassion at that point is probably it's relevant and it's prevalent because when you realize just how much you absolutely can control your greatness, you forgive yourself for not coming to that realization sooner, but you also forgive your past. you let it go you dump the baggage and you can then forgive other people. Instead of getting mad at a person, their actions, which are out of your control, are nothing more than a wave. So you let it go. And the trick is doing it consistently, or as, as we like to say with, with what we do, sustainability. The sustainability to the process comes in when you simply stop. Now everybody is going to say, "Well, Davey, you're making that sound really, really easy." No, it is not easy. I will not sugarcoat that. And, and Chris, you know me. You know I'm not built to sugarcoat things. So it's not going to be easy. But I don't like people to focus on that because if they look for easy, they could inevitably find hard. So the most important thing for people to do is not look. It is look inside. Become aware. Accept it. Be clear. Be committed focus on what you can control have a firm level of compassion for yourself and others and just do it every single day and twice on sunday it's a simple transition but simplicity is is nothing more than avoiding complications which is most likely how somebody got to the point that they need to make that transition it's a simple transition but it's a painful process sometimes for people it depends on on how bad things are for them but no matter where you are And where you were, or where you want to go, if you stop and you become aware and you allow acceptance into your heart, clarity will become a state of being for you, not just a state of mind. Something that I pride what we do in very, very much. So that's what the transition looks like. It's about getting to the shoreline, appreciating that wide open ocean of opportunity, knowing you can only get one wave at a time. But when you see how many waves are out there, what an ocean of opportunity! Let the waves be. If they're not the ones for you, let them pass. If they are, go get them. Super simple. Simplicity is what it's all about.
1: Now it's absolutely true, and it's something that you know. You think about any type when there's a change in an organization, uh, whether if it's a company or a corporation, it could be a. Uh, something within a community or a town that you live in, in terms of how you know people relate to one another, it is simplicity. But yet, as people, we try to make things so complex. And I think it's because, again, we're not we're not we're not aware of you know where you know, we're aware we're not where we want to be, but we fail to accept that, and we fail to to follow that process to where, where we need to go. And I want to focus on that a little bit after the, and during the second segment, Davey, but just to summarize here a little bit about, you know, uh, you know, a movement, you know, you talked about, you know, again, followers and then a following. And so talk a little bit about like some of the, you know, what are some of the positive things that can come about from building a following of people that see the greater good of something that they're aligned with
2: absolutely so i i love that question because it gives me an opportunity to use the simplest example myself i am aligned with amazing human beings when i came to the point years ago when i had accepted that i'm i was never built to be a follower i was never really good at at following <laughs> directions I was always kind of my own, you know, I kind of always took the first step in the lead on, on everything. Um, but when, when you're, when you're with other followers, you're just not going anywhere, right? You're, you're supporting the the leader and, and they're juicing you up, but you're just a, a number, a stat to those people. When you're part of a following, you're part of a movement. When you have that clarity and you're committed, and you're focused on what you can control, and you are channeling your awesomeness, by default, the universe will align you with people. And I use myself as an example because you don't have to go looking for those people. They will come to you. But the universe will put you together. Simplest example, you came into my life and I came into yours. When, when EFA... Launched. We aligned ourselves with people like Ellie Hirsch and Brad Michaels, Glenn Garth and Rob House, Sophie Nubani and Bob Choate, Madeline, Patricia Rogers. There are so many people that are rock stars that we're aligned with, and neither one of us had to go chase those relationships. They just happened organically. And think about that: organic versus genetically modified. Are your relationships genetically modified so that it's appealing to you, or are they organic, having all the nutrients and essentials you need in a relationship? And when you have a following, a group of people, all with the same passion and purpose, you're able to do things in your own unique way, but it's complementary to what the others are doing. Like you said, Chris, it's an interdependent relationship, not codependent. And that's a powerful aspect. And yes, we can talk about, we can dive more into that aspect on, on the second segment. Yeah, but that That's absolutely. really what it is. The power is the people that you have around you and in your circle. And it's not just a circle of influence. It's a circle of empowerment. And it's collaborative awesomeness, as I call it, which will only lead people to residual awesomeness.
1: Yeah, you made a great point there, uh, distinguishing between organic and gene- and genetically modified. I mean, you could think about that with food, right? You got like organic food and you got genetically modified food, and you know, genetically modified food is a way, you know, obviously that we're conditioned through the media and and the way to go because it's easier to put out there. But yet, you know, we know that organic foods, in the long run, are more sustainable and better for us. So. Uh, it's the same thing what you talked about here with these relationships, how, how they organically develop. And it was simple. You know, it wasn't forced. So we need to go to break. Again, you're listening to Davey Williams, uh, speaker and coach, life and business strategist. Uh, we're talking about creative movement. We'll be right back after the break.
0: What is balance? join us at the next level visit Christophersalem.com. what is balance it's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects surrounding yourself with family and loved ones nurturing your spirituality maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness and being present in the moment Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people in businesses manage the problem, but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals, and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us again, we're here with Davey Williams, speaker, coach, uh, also a life and business strategist and director of community relations for the EFA movement that's Empowered Fathers in Action. Again, we were talking about creative movement and not followers, creating a following but not followers. Now, on the marketing, it it was our fault. We kind of confused it, not a following. It is a following but not followers. But what we were talking about is the, you know, with the movement, It is, you know, a lot of times what we're looking to, you know, to do in a movement is to create a following of like minded people that become their own leaders that Davey was describing. And Davey, you made an interesting analogy talking about organic versus genetically modified. And I thought that was (laughs) awesome because when you think about it with a movement or any type of success in an organization, if, if it comes from simplicity, And being in the flow, the organic way is always the best way to go. So let's just expand a little bit upon that for those just joining us and those that had been on so we can really drive that message home for people.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, when when we talk let let's let's break it down simply for people, so let's go with the obvious right? Organic food versus genetically modified food and we talk about nutrients and what we're putting into our bodies. now, health and wellness are cornerstones for for what we do, and it's a cornerstone that we brought to e f a but you know genetically modified food let us go with like snacks and stuff like that. If you eat a a a cookie I mean easy one a cookie that's genetically modified like an oreo. You have, has anybody ever eaten one Oreo? No. You keep going and you keep going. You got to eat more and more. And, and what ends up happening? What's the feeling more often than not that people get when they eat genetically modified foods and they, they're, eat, they're just constantly trying to fill and fill and fill Because your brain doesn't realize that you're getting the nutrients, right? That, that's the trick to the genetically modified ingredient. That's how they get us to eat so much food. That's how they've gotten us to be the society that we are. Thank you so much to all the companies. Monsanto, shout out to you. But let's look at the organic side. When you eat organic food, you don't eat more than you need because there's nothing modified in there. There's no triggers for your brain. What you're getting is what you're getting. It's safe. It's natural. It's simple. So when it comes to nutrition... Simplifying what you're doing obviously is going to render the greatest results. When it comes to life and business, it's no different. If you are constantly trying to put things into your process, then you're not self-creating the process. And we talked about the relationships and the alliances with a movement. They're organic. They're natural. They're real, right? They're authentic straight from the ground, right into our process. That is something so powerful for people to understand. Are you chasing relationships because you're just feeding yourself Oreos? Or are you embracing your own process and self-creating, empowering, and sustaining your results? When we do that, Again, like I said in the first segment, the universe responds to the energy and aligns us naturally, a.k.a. organically, into our life. So we come into unison, and it's a natural forward progression, right? We know that organic food is a natural, healthy progression for our bodies. So organic relationships and organic process is going to be natural, sustainable and it's going to give us the nutrients that we need to sustain our greatness and not focusing on trying to maintain and that's where people go south they're always focused on maintaining rather than sustaining but when we talk about the process we can dive more into that but that that really organic versus i mean really man it's that's just what I did. That, that really is the simplicity in, in my process and our process. It's organic. It's natural. There's no fillers. No, There's no artificial sweeteners. You know, we, we are who we are. I am who I am. And I'm going to make certain that anybody that we come into contact with feels the same way because nobody deserves genetically modified anything. They deserve natural. They deserve their, their already given awesomeness, and they deserve organic relationships that will be
1: healthy and will sustain the long term. No, so true. And that, that was a wonderful analogy that really explains the difference uh, between any relationship, whether if it's in a personal relationship, a business relationship, a uh, in a nonprofit and doing good for people overall, serving communities. Uh, This is something that is so powerful. And, you know, when you look at anything in a movement, right, anything that is going to invoke change for the better and whatever that may be in this world, it's uh, it's referred to as a process. But the reality is right, Davey, that a lot of people are always searching and chasing for the outcome. They have these wants and desires. And this is what I want. And I'm focused on that end result. But for some reason, they get distracted Uh, and it's due to the fact that there could be they, they could be operating in the past, in the future. They're not present, but they have not embraced the process to get there. Talk about a little bit about why it's important to embrace the process to anything that is important to whether if it's an individual, whatever outcome they desire or any organization and why this is also important to a movement that we're talking about today. Absolutely.
2: So part of, of the issue that I think people people automatically set themselves up for failure on is it relates to the process and, and results. The results are something that people are constantly, like they're chasing it, right? And when we talk about results that people are chasing, more often than not, we're talking about financial. They're, they're chasing, they look at somebody else and they say, Oh, that, that guy's a millionaire and, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to do it because that's what he said. That that's what worked for him. So that's what's going to work for me. And one of the words that you hear so often when it comes to results and what people are looking to do is change. Now a movement is going to inspire change. However, we simplify this for people, right? It is not about the results. It is about the process. But it is not changing your habits and disciplines. That is a drastic measure. The change is a byproduct. What I mean by that is you have to simply adopt a mentality. And then what ends up happening is you're able to adapt your methodology. And change comes from that. So I want people to think about the process is a mentality plus a methodology equals a lifestyle or the movement. What we are doing, especially as it relates to EFA in terms of a movement is we will just use there's, there's obviously bullying and mass shootings are, are easy examples, right? And you know, I'm not a fan of easy, but these are easy examples that I think people will understand what I'm saying. When, when we have an incident that happens at a school, right? A kid walks into a school And he starts waving a gun because he's been picked on. And he wants the bullies to know that he or she needs business. What ends up happening is we are focused on change. People automatically go to what? Well, let's put metal detectors in. Let's do this. Let's change this. Let's change. We have to change. We're focused on the methodology. Followers are always chasing the methodology The reality is, you can't have the methodology without the mentality. And so at EFA, that's what we're going at. We are going at sustainable solutions within the process, but it's the mentality. It has to start with the mentality. So EFA, our coaching and speaking life and business strategies, they start with the foundation. That foundation is the mentality. So adopting... Simply adopt. We're not asking you to change. Adopt a mentality so that you can then adapt to that mentality with your methodology. And that is how you take a process and no longer chase a methodology and chase your results. They become part of your process. Results are a byproduct of the process. And that is something that I have to give credit where it's due that I knew before I met you but you really helped me hammer home and it's what empowered me to put everything together the way that I have and and that I that I'm bringing to the masses now and a movement again we started with the mentality and we are implementing the methodology so for people that are followers they never grip the mentality why Because they're standing behind those people, like I mentioned on the first segment at the shoreline. They're standing behind people they can't see clearly. So we need to, again, awareness and acceptance to breathe the clarity. Focus on simplicity and adopting a different mentality. And then your methodology will inevitably follow suit simplest way that I can put that for everybody. No,
1: no, it's a, fa- it's fantastic. You know, it's like with anything. I mean, you look at a, you know, you look at a. Uh, I like to use football as an analogy just because it's just something I'm passionate about. And, and you could have a team that may not have all the superstars on them, right? You don't have all these first round picks. Uh, you may, you might have some free agents on there. You might have some guys that were picked in the later rounds, And, you know, I always like to use the team like the Patriots, even though I'm a Dolphin fan. Uh, But I use the Patriots because they've been they've been a prime example of a team that understands the process and the methodology. And then it, it has the ability to implement that and take action to yield the outcomes that they desire because they are focused on the process. They're not thinking about the Super Bowl that they won two years ago and the one they missed last year. They're not thinking that, uh, how are we going to get there? Uh, well, we, we, it's on the plan that they're going to get there, but they're not <laughs> just focused on that. They're focused on right. right now. We're here right now preparing for the next game. That's it. One game at a time, one day at a time. That's part of the process. So, you know, and in, in, in what I like to do, Davey, is just, you know, give an example of somebody that may be kind of like they're listening to this right now, but they're kind of like, even though they're getting it, because you've really, really clearly made it simple for them so far on this show. Talk about, about how they can start to make the transition out of being a follower, chasing something, like chasing this information or chasing what can get them to their outcome, but they just never embrace the process itself. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, I'm actually I'm going to piggyback off of the New England Patriots example he just gave. Now, I am an Eagles fan, so it is equally, equally as sacrilegious for me to give credit to the New England Patriots as Chris just did as a Dolphins fan. But there's real power in that analogy. Um, one of the th- the reason that New England stays atop the way that they do, Bill Belichick's getting older. Tom Brady is going to be ready to um, send in his double A R P paperwork. They've got people that know names, right? Like, nobody knows half the people on on the New England Patriots. You know, four people and a coach. But they don't know anybody else. But why do they stay atop? Because when you are aligned in your mentality and the methodology follows suit, every single person is capitalizing on what they are best at. That is a really powerful thing. That is a power behind a, a following. When you're aligned with others, everybody is able to do what they're best at, making the biggest impact. Now, for those people that are listening saying, get it, but um, how do I know if I'm a follower or I am part of a following? Well, are you reading a book right now? Are you somebody that is going to seminars? Are you somebody that's out there buying ridiculously overpriced coaching packages? The reason that I use those as examples is because that is exactly where most followers fall into the trap. And I, I'm I'm gonna make this I, I was gonna try not to but I have to. Peanut butter and jelly, ladies and gentlemen. Peanut butter and jelly.
1: And David Ask we might yourself, have to continue the we may have to continue the peanut butter and jelly into the third thing, but go and then we'll stop and continue. So just wanna give you a heads up on the timing.
2: Awesome. So I just want, as we go to break, I want everybody to be thinking about peanut butter and jelly. That's the only thing I want the audience to be thinking about right now is peanut butter and jelly. And I want you to think about what kind of peanut butter and jelly sandwich you like. And I'm actually going to ask the host of the radio show to share with everybody what kind of peanut butter and jelly sandwich he likes to really hammer this point home for the follower to transition into being part of a following and a movement.
1: So what kind of peanut butter do I like? I like, uh, well, I love almond butter, but I like the crunchy almond butter with no salt.
2: Crunchy almond butter with no salt. Okay. No salt. Awesome. Awesome. So when when you're on stage or you're doing a presentation, the process that worked for you and what you enjoy and what worked for Chris Salem was almond butter, crunchy, with no, with no salt, no sugar, no, no additives, just natural almond butter with crunch. Awesome. Right. For the audience, I want you to think about right now, if you were listening to Chris, and you put him on a stage in front of you right now, and he's telling you, crunchy almond butter, no salt, no sugar, just crunchy almond butter. I want you to think about that crunchy almond butter, and I want you to think about whether it's something that you actually enjoy or not. And it's really gonna make this so simple, for me to, to bring this home for people. Because here, here it is ladies and gentlemen. I do not like. Crunchy peanut butter. Just another proof that my partner and I. Balance each other out. I enjoy creamy. I like almond butter. But I don't mind a little salt and sugar with my almond butter. I don't mind it creamy. So I like creamy. Chris likes crunchy. If I'm listening to Chris. Are you making. The same type of sandwich that Chris is. Knowing that you don't like it. But you're like, you know what? It works for Chris Salem, so i got to make this crunchy almond peanut butter sandwich. i got to do it that way. That's what works. Or are you somebody that's able to look and say, you know what? (laughs) I I, I like peanut butter. I, I just don't like that kind. But I know that it's an ingredient that I need to make the sandwich. So many people read a book, go to a workshop or a seminar, an event, by a coaching platform and they hear crunchy peanut butter, strawberry jelly, and white bread. But they don't even like it. But because somebody else said that's what works for them, their recipe for success, that's what people chase and they forget. A follower will make the sandwich the way that they're being told to. A following will say, you know what? Those are the ingredients. That's the recipe for success. His way. However, I can use the same ingredients, but the ones that I like and self-create, empower, and sustain my own success. Absolutely.
1: whatever Dave, we gotta, we're going to have to go to break, but yep. let's continue this. This is spot on. Everybody listening, this is a very important concept that Davey is talking about. Uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to kind of you know, reiterate this again and kind of finish out on this, because this is so important that it's going to make a big change. You're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're with Davey Williams. Speaker, coach, director of community relations for EFA movement. will be right back after the break.
0: What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to christophersalem.com we have group consultation calls one-on-one and other programs to assist you it will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business join us at the next level visit christophersalem.com what is balance Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back. We're here with Davey Williams again. We're talking about creative movement and not followers. And we were talking distinguishing the difference between a follower and a following. And we were using Davey's uh, famous analogy, the peanut butter and jelly. So Davey, we were, we kind of went into the end of the second segment talking a little bit about, you know, this as it applies to the process. And, you know, how, how can someone transition from a follower to becoming a leader in in a following. So let's just, uh, you know, kind of like elaborate a little further on the peanut butter and jelly uh, and then finish out from there to move on to our next question.
2: Absolutely. So, um, again, you know, I I asked, you know, to the audience, I asked Chris specifically uh, what kind of peanut butter that he enjoys. And the reason that I do that is because, Really, this is this is the simplest way for any and everybody, no matter what your level of success is, happiness, but no matter where you are right now, if you really want to know if you are a follower or you are truly part of a following and a movement, look down at your plate and ask yourself: Have I taken the recipe or the ingredients? Because every time somebody asks what is the recipe to success? People ask Chris that question nonstop. They ask me that question nonstop. The recipe to success is whatever you make it, but you need the ingredients. So we asked Chris and he likes crunchy almond butter to keep it simple. I like creamy almond butter. So if I am somebody that wants to embrace a process And self-create my results rather than chasing them. That's all you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is ask yourself that question. And this will lead us into accountability, but I really want everybody to ask themselves that question. Are you taking the exact recipe, even if you don't like the ingredients, or are you just taking the ingredients that you need? And that is what Chris does so well. So well with his work, and it's something that I take a lot of pride in myself in doing. Is we will help you draw that analogy, it's that simple. The process deserves to be simple. So, all you really need to do is ask yourself, Are you eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you like? If you are, then you are embracing a movement and being part of a following. If you are looking down at the sandwich, and you're eating a sandwich that is peanut butter and jelly, but not the kind that you like. It's the one that somebody else told you to make because it worked for them. And you unfortunately fall into the category of being a follower. You need the ingredients, ladies and gentlemen. But what worked for Chris will not work for Davey, will not work for the next person, so on and so forth. That that is it, it's It's something so simple. And I always laugh. People always laugh when I talk about it, but there's power. There is power in peanut butter and jelly. And now nobody will be able to go to the grocery store for the rest of the week without looking at peanut butter and jelly and laughing about my analogy. But what I hope is that if you are a follower, you reach out to Chris and or I. And if you're part of a following, pat yourself on the back and look for the person that is staring at the peanut butter and jelly and help them. That is how you empower a movement. That's how you take awesomeness and collaborate it, turn it into residual. That's how a movement sustains everybody.
1: Excellent job, Davey. And I think all the peanut butter brands are going to love you because you're sending out uh, equal <laughs> love to all of them. You're giving everybody a choice to own their own peanut butter and what suits them. How, how good does that get? So with that being said, you know, the process... You know, is never. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be setbacks, obstacles. You know, it's all part of the process. That's how we learn. This is how we grow. This what leads us to really having gratitude and appreciating the outcomes that we we uh, we we embrace the process for. With that being said, you know, accountability has to play a major part in that. I'd like you to talk a little bit about the importance of accountability and then talk about what really accountability is. Sometimes people may perceive it to be, you know, what they typically think it is when in reality it's, it's, it's the opposite. So let's talk about what that is. So people have an understanding why it's important to this process.
2: Yeah. So accountability is something that I think a lot of people misjudge exactly what accountability is and, and the power behind it. So when we talk about accountability, right right off the bat, and we were even talking about it in the break, you know, people think, um, crap, I, someone's going to hold a gun to my head. I'm going to be forced to have to do things. I'm going to, I'm, I'm obligated to do this, or, you know, I, I have to follow direction. No, no, that's being held accountable But you can't be held accountable if you don't have self-accountability. Accountability is holding yourself responsible for your outcomes. So accountability is very simple. It's not something coming from the outside. It's something that stems from the inside. Where? From that awareness and the acceptance And I'll use, again, myself as an example. I always I always hold people accountable because they have a firm level of accountability. It's very simple. I can hold Chris accountable because Chris has a high level of accountability for himself. I am accountable for what I do. So Chris simply holds me accountable. But we don't look at it as a bad thing. Because what ends up happening, ladies and gentlemen, is when you realize that, okay, I'm aware of where I am. Good, bad, or indifferent, I accept it. Okay, this is where I'm at. At that moment, remember I said you have clarity. And you can commit to what you can control. That is being accountable for yourself. Accountability is about aligning your mentality and your methodology. It is not putting a gun to your head. And if you are somebody that thinks of accountability like you are being forced to do something or you have to follow direction or it's something that has a negative connotation to you, then again, I want you to revert back to look at your plate and what kind of peanut butter and jelly sandwich do you have? Do you have somebody else's or do you have your own? When you are able to embrace what you have, you are able to then, it it, by default, I mean, it's really, you don't look at holding yourself accountable. You don't look at accountability. You look at it as, this is my process. And this is what I got to do. So we can draw, the, uh, again, the simplest analogy is the ocean. I use the ocean in all of my work. And if you look at that ocean of opportunity, you know you can only commit to that one wave at a time, right? You understand that. So people often allow themselves to be held accountable for things way outside their control. Accountability lies in what? getting to one wave at a time while appreciating the grand scope of the ocean. Accountability is the foundation. It is what you do with that accountability. It's where you take that accountability, awareness and acceptance and you transition that into your methodology. You realize that accountability is simply doing what you can control and eliminating anything outside of your control. And when you can embrace the power behind that and stop looking at it like it's a negative, if you're looking at it like it's a negative, you have to shift your paradigm. So you've got to come back to the shoreline. I use that analogy, but you've got to come back to the shoreline. There is nothing wrong with being accountable for your actions. But... It's been breeded and and built into our brains as a society that accountability is a bad thing. Or we look at it like somebody's getting reprimanded, so we have to hold them accountable. No. Hold yourself accountable for what you can control. It's that simple. Then nobody else can point a gun at your head, right? Nobody can force you to do anything. Who is in control when you embrace accountability? You are. And that is a very powerful aspect. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the first step in your well-deserved process to embrace, to get the results that you deserve to achieve.
1: That is uh, so spot on. I mean, yes, with Davey, what you talked about, accountability, you know, I always like to say is the glue that that makes the process stick, right? You know, and everyone's process is going to be different. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of times when you were talking about you know, the, the, the peanut butter and jelly and someone says, well, that peanut butter and jelly is must be a, a great brand or I got to have that brand because if it worked for that person, it's going to work for me. And it took two years for that person to achieve success and whatever that means to them. So it's going to take me two years or hopefully less to do the same. But in reality, that's not true. Everyone's process is different. And with a the, with, with the movement, a movement, you know, in, empowers people to embrace a process that allows them to make the choice of what, in this case, peanut butter is best for me. That really defines why I do what I do, who I am, and w- what value do I bring to the table. And is that going to be two years or less? Could be. Might be a year. Might be three. It's how you know what you put into the process, it, it's what you're trying to achieve as the outcome, uh, and where how long the process is going to take you there. So, it's so important that, um, that we look at that. So, Davey, I would like you to, you know, I, I want to thank you again for you know taking the time today to be share this valuable wisdom with us because it's so important, you know, that we need to have more movements to get everybody to operate within the solution rather than the problem. I'd like you to just share. With the audience, you know, what you're up to, uh, you know, what you're working on, uh, you know, a little bit more about EFA before we close out the show.
2: Absolutely. So everybody can find more information about the nuttiness that we call my coaching and the speaking venues. I'm intertwined heavily with the host of this show. I'm blessed in that respect. Um, But everybody can go to my seashore, my C-S-U-R-E dot com. On that page, you will find out my background, my history. You'll find out about the, the coaching and speaking. Chris and I have a very unique collaborative coaching platform that we offer. And the bulk of my work right now, um, it's no secret to, to Chris, but the bulk of my work is in Empowered Fathers in Action. And with EFA, my job that I, it's not even a job really. It, it's, it's just aligned with my purpose. I I truly have the opportunity to spread our message. My objective with my role at EFA is to take all of the amazing wisdom and the thought process and results that Chris has achieved throughout his career and the amazing content and curriculum that Joe, our other co-founder, puts together. And I'm able to take that and then the people that we're aligned with and put the message out there. And the message is very simple. We are not a foundation, we are on paper, but we are not a foundation by virtue, we are a movement, ladies and gentlemen, and a movement started, we have such a firm foundation at EFA, because between Joe and Chris and myself, there is over 70 years of business experience. That's a powerful thing when you're starting an entity like what we're doing. But there's so many avenues that we have to, we have to go at. There are so many issues surrounding homes, classrooms, communities, and corporations. So I encourage everybody to visit efamovement.org. Learn about who we are, what we do. We have a phenomenal board of directors, a wonderful advisory board. We have all of the pieces to the puzzle already in place and we have phenomenal solutions that we are bringing. And one of those solutions happens to be our partners at parent me up with Ellie Hirsch and Brad Michaels. Ellie Hirsch is the mommy master yep. for those yep. that don't, I did a Facebook live with her yesterday. EFAMovement.com. That is a 24 seven parenting solution where they literally, they'll have you in tears laughing. They'll have your children in tears laughing, but I do a lot of work with yep. them as well to get their message as of the lines of EFA out there. And that's what I. That's where I'm at.
1: That's what I'm that's, doing. Davey, I can't thank you enough. And we want to uh, again thank Davey for uh, joining us today. We encourage you to check out again efa dot org and then efa dot com. Various ways to contribute. You can volunteer. Uh, we appreciate any donations. Again, they go towards building these programs to build this movement to invoke change to build a better world, better future leaders. And so forth. These are our children that become adults that will build this place into a better world. Again, we thank you, the audience, for joining us. And we'll be back next Thursday as usual. And have a great day and a wonderful weekend.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.